Hey, what's happening, guys? Welcome back to the channel. This segment's going to be an interview with Felipe Nover. He's a UFC and Bellator vet. Also, a finalist on Tough Team Nogueira versus Team Mir. Ring of Combat lightweight champ. Just an awesome guy, vet of the sport. Truly enjoyed speaking to him. And I hope you guys enjoy the interview. This is Dave. Hey, Felipe. How's it going? Yes, it is. Good. I really appreciate the time. So, Felipe, here's the generic question. You probably heard this a bunch of times, and I'm sorry if you have, but what was your first experience with uh, with martial arts in general? Oh, wow. This is going back uh, since I was a kid. So, martial arts, my first ever experience, my uh, my parents enrolled me in a like a karate, a Goju Ryu school, karate school when I was about four to six years old. Mm. And, uh, I pretty much, I don't, I don't remember too much of it. Mm. Um, but, uh, my parents always wanted me to like learn how to defend myself. They found martial arts, uh, as a means of like, uh, discipline and, and community. Um, and then I got a little more serious though with it when I, when I started at the age of about 12, mm. I started training at a, a, a school called Universal Defense System mm -hmm. with uh, uh, Ralph Mitchell. Mm. And that's where I really started getting more competitive and getting into uh, different um, different aspects of martial arts. Mm -hmm. And the school, the school co pretty much covered like a, a lot of different ranges. So mm. um, it was a, it was um, Ralph Mitchell was a, a, a black belt in judo. He also mm -hmm. uh, was a master at kung fu and and had a, a lot of backgrounds in kickboxing. He was a professional kickboxer, so that's pretty awesome. much it had like every yeah everything. Um, and that's when I really started enjoying it more mm -hmm. and like learning about everything, like from ground fighting even to throws to striking, everything. And mm -hmm. then my my start in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was uh probably around age uh 16 to 18 i would briefly get some information from some training partners who would go out to long island and train with uh matt sarah and rodrigo gracie that's awesome and then i started yeah this is like way back <laughs> i we love had matt to, like, <laughs> oh matt is the man Matt is the man so yep you know and then and then i occasionally went to um went to Manhattan to go to Henzo's mm -hmm. also sometimes. So another was, awesome guy. It was like, Oh yeah. Just, just surrounding yourself and seeking these like amazing people, mm -hmm. um, who, who appreciated the martial arts and just taught, taught so well. And, and just pretty much like I always had good experiences in, in my career as, uh, I would say even in my beginning parts of my career, mm -hmm. uh, it shaped my life. With, with building relationships with people and just shaped my life entirely. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and surrounding me with good people. So mm -hmm. you know, I, that that's where I came from. <laughs> yeah. To, to touch on a little bit, um, what you were talking about, like how important it is for like kids and stuff, like, you know, martial arts. Um, yeah, I, I always, you know, promote that for like kids. Cause like you said, like it teaches discipline, um, you know, a booster, like self-esteem, like you walk around with confidence because you 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 feel like you can handle yourself, you know. Um, Absolutely. But so so your parents, um, they're martial artists as well. No, no, actually, my my parents are not martial artists. Um, 
my dad is definitely not a martial artist. Mm. Um, my mom is more along the lines of martial artists because her her uh, father, my grandfather on on um, on my mom's side, mm. actually uh, was very much involved in and may he rest in peace. But he was involved in Filipino Arnis, and mm. he used to actually, from the rumors that I heard, is when there was a um, when there was an occupation of the Philippines many many years during World War II, mm-hmm. he actually uh, uh, trained in in martial arts and actually did some stick fighting. Wow! And would even and we and would even have a uh, sort of underground stick fighting competition mm-hmm. um, where it was no no armor, no gear, and just wow. sticks. And they would holy have, yeah, crap! So, so yeah, that's insane. Old school. Yeah. Unfortunately you passed away. I never was able to meet him, but, oh. um, I definitely find like this, this huge, like, uh, just like an amazing story mm-hmm. because he, 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 um, grew up in the Philippines and, and, and went through some hard times. Mm-hmm, Obviously mm-hmm. the Philippines has been like, historically he lived through all these things and he actually was part of like a guerrillas type warfare mm. um during the during this is this is the rumors that i hear from all my relatives when i go back there yeah so um they kind of say they, they all say like uh my aunts and uncles and and um they all say oh we're you know you're, you're just you're just like uh tatang which is means like that means like the great grandfather mm. of the family because he mm-hmm. had he had actually seven children Mm-hmm. Some already passed away. Um, wow! So he, he, yeah. So he's like really bring bring it back, and he used to fight. Uh, in so the, it's in your in blood, like, and it was actually like a, it's in my blood. Yeah, <laughs> he used to fight in and like these underground, almost like um, like, like and there was Kumati type thing. And, yeah, yeah, and and there was betting, and that's how he made some money on the side. <clears throat> wow! Um, you know, supporting his family, fighting with sticks. I mean, you could. Re- really hurt yourself oh, yeah so, yeah absolutely yeah yeah oh my goodness so, yeah that's Tatang wild could drink. that's uh <laughs> wow that's, that's grandpa he he knows he, he knows maybe it is in my blood so yeah i think so rest in peace that's amazing absolutely. um so yeah. so felipe um when did you realize as far as mma that like um you can make something happen in a sport was there like any kind of defining moment where you said to yourself like i can i can do this like you know uh make some big moves in a sport uh yeah i definitely i was always intrigued with it when i first uh learned about mma and the ufc i remember watching it as a kid mm-hmm. and at first i was completely uh i was like whoa i would never do something like that yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know, i remember watching like hoist like i was appreciative <laughs> of it but mm-hmm. I did not think of myself getting involved in it. Mm-hmm. And then after like doing some jujitsu matches and kickboxing and pretty much trying every martial art possible competitively, mm-hmm. I saw that MMA was something that I might do well at. Mm-hmm. And I had some training partners, Nardu Debra, um, who started fighting and he actually had like 
first few pro fights and, mm. and he was doing well. And I said, Hey, let's train together. Let's do this. Yeah, like, yeah. This is like really way, way back in the day. Yeah. You know, um, and I had, I think I had my first pro, pro fight in 2003. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that was a, that was pro and there was no amateur at the time. It was just, Hey, let's you just hop in. Let's, uh, <laughs> Let's just hop in. And, yeah, yeah. You know, if there's a weigh-in or not, who knows? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, and, um... That's wild. That that's was, like, that uh... Way back. That's like Pride era mm -hmm. days. Pancrase and all that. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember <clears throat> watching all the Pride stuff and... Absolutely. And, um, I was more of a Pride guy than yeah. UFC, but, uh... But I love them both. Yes, absolutely. I, I... I agree. Pride was, uh... I would watch a lot more Pride even back in the day than the UFC. Mm. Um... They just had a bit more characters and mm -hmm. and just having the international portion of it, yes. being in Japan and you know and I I, I definitely appreciated it uh, when it was up there. I remember staying up with my friends and just ordering it on on the pay per views and yeah, everything. And yeah, like, absolutely amazing. <laughs> yep, yep. I remember the the old school uh, golden era like crazy matches like Fedor and Crow Cop. You know, oh, Van yeah. Vanderlei and Rampage. I mean, same, man. I used to stay <laughs> up and like, wow. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I was like old enough to really appreciate and enjoy, you know, that moment in uh, mixed martial arts, you know, back in the day. But, um, Absolutely. so Felipe, uh, so your toughest match, uh, or the toughest guy you've competed against, like in, in your opinion, do you, if you could recall that? The toughest. Oh man, I fought so many tough dudes. Well, you just said to yourself, uh, "Damn it!" <laughs> I could tell you the scariest guy who I fought. Okay, who I definitely had like the most. Like I was definitely anxious the week of the the week of the fight and just uh, do or die type of situation. Mm. There were two guys. Okay, okay. Um, I could tell you there was one guy I beat. It was Daryl Horker. Okay, uh, I fought him in I fought him in Bellator. Mm. Um, Building up to the fight, this is, you know, I think it was like 2013 or 14, building up to the fight, I remember mm -hmm. he beat, like, he he's won a knockout spree. He was a South Pole, and he just Ooh. had this crazy left. And he knocked out a few of my training partners, and and then Bellator pretty much was like, hey, we want you to fight this guy. And I was like, I watched the tape. I He, he didn't have, like, a, a the biggest name at all, and he, and he probably... I thought they were trying to pretty much use my chin to build him. Mm. And uh, and it was definitely scary uh, mm -hmm. training for him, but I came up with a really good strategy, and it worked. And and that was one of the, the toughest dudes that I actually beat um, and scariest dude because mm. he had this crazy left hand, and he was, uh, he was uh, I think, undefeated at the time. Actually, yeah, he was undefeated at the time. So he was like a 9-0 and with like eight knockouts or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just wow. Guys Crazy away. ratio. Um, so, <laughs> and, uh, they're like, yeah, let's feed him this, uh, UFC veteran. Yeah. Feed him with like these inside body kicks. And, uh, wow. He, uh, he became, yeah, he became very hesitant to throw that left hand. I was ripping like an inside body kick, mm -hmm. which I worked on the whole camp. And, um, it was a good win. He wound up getting signed to the UFC and lost his, first fight to Khabib Nagamedo. Mm. So wow, that's that some cool a, trivia right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So um Did you feel you know, his uh, I mean, left? <laughs> did you get to like like did, did you feel his shot and be like, damn, this guy hits hard? 
luckily I did not feel his left. As soon as the fight started, yep. I knew he was going to throw it. Yep, yep. So I timed it. I timed my right middle kick to his ribs mm. like hard. Like a, it was. It wasn't like a tie kick. It was mm. more like a slap kick where my foot would hit hit him right in the sweet spot. Mm. So. Every time he threw that that left, I was at a range. I would dip my head to the left because he's a southpaw, mm -hmm. and I ripped it like a up, mm -hmm. up and in type of mm -hmm. uh, really shot, dug in uh, there. Uh, yeah, and my I remember like if you ever watch the fight, you could hear like the slap, Oof, the yeah, meat yeah. slap, like foot to. And he after the fight, he was like, "Man, I fuck you know like yeah, I felt Jesus, Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus like, Christ." Uh, so, but it was it was a good fight. I scored a couple of takedowns. I defended his takedown. It was like a it was a little bit of wrestling involved mm -hmm. too. So, you know, and then I'd say the other toughest dude I fought at the time uh, was uh, was my second stint in the UFC. Mm -hmm. I fought Henan Barrow. And okay, oh, psh, tough um, guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was scary. I mean, <laughs> you know, I flew out to Brazil, fought him in his home country. Wow. Um, you know, the crowd was screaming, you're going to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> You know, yeah. so that was like one of the toughest, uh, I would say the, the toughest dude and, you know, the most decorated fighter that I ever fought, you know, being a former world champion, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and, uh, and, and he beat me by decision. It was, it was a close fight. I thought mm -hmm. he beat me strategically scoring like a couple of takedowns, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, uh, I was, I scored some strikes and, and I knew the UFC wanted me to, I mean, they sent me out there probably to lose, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, being, I came I came off a, a fight in the Manila and I I kind of over wrestled so they were like hey, we're gonna feed Philippe to uh, you know Henan Barrow for mm. a knockout mm. that's what he's good at <laughs> yeah. so they sent me out there and and I was like you know what I'm not gonna wrestle I'm gonna freak I'm gonna throw down so I just worked a lot of my striking strategically I really wanted to 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 shut him down in front of his fans and and I threw some good left hooks I landed some jabs and crazy strong left hooks. Yep. Uh, but he ate it, and yeah, and it was a good back and forth fight. But he scored two takedowns in the fight at the end of the, mm. the second and third round. So he stole so, those rounds in. Throw. Yeah, they were close rounds. He mm. also hit me with a good, some good shots. Mm. Really good shots that um, that rocked me. Um, not like unconscious, but he hit mm -hmm. me, and I was like, "Whoa!" That was like, yeah, they stung you. To my jaw. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So, wow. That was a good fight. You know, those are the two toughest guys. One win, one loss. Wow! Thank you for sharing yeah. that, uh, <laughs> Felice. So, are are you a fan of any like current guys out there now? Do you still keep up with the sport? Like, I do keep up with the sport. Mm -hmm. um, not like religiously uh, when I was fighting, because I would really be more into studying strategy in my division, mm -hmm. and also you know just you know building strategies to fight. But now that I'm not fighting, I still. Uh, I still appreciate the sport itself. Obviously, yep. I do watch fights. Um, you know, I still I'm I'm a, I'm a biased UFC fan where I will obviously root for friends of mine or mm -hmm. veterans. I love the veterans who are still at it. Absolutely, um, yeah. Been in, you know. Yeah, so Shogun, I'm, like all the guys know, like, still doing it. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And Frankie too. Frankie. Edgar. Oh, abs yeah. Um, Frankie Legend. Yeah, he's he's the man. He is the legend, and and I I hate it when I see 
fans like talking stuff oh, and everything about it. And me they too, do not Philippe. even know. Like the newest fans do not even know. It's what, sad, what brother. It's done. so sad. Like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, I, I don't yeah. mean to cut you off, but I feel the same way. It irritates me, and it's kind of like yeah, these guys talking are either like super young. And they're probably looking at like wins and losses. And it's like, yeah, guys slow down sometimes, but like it doesn't take away from their peak and like what they were, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. I mean, you could see some new fans. You could, I could talk to some new fans who are like pretty new. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, George St. Pierre is the GOAT. And they're like, who? Oh my (laughs) God. That is, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's terrible. Like I I see that now with, uh, (laughs) with Cowboy and Connor and, and guys that they're like, Cowboy sucks. He's no good. It's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> no like, hold on a second. Dude. Look at this dude's records. Oh like, oh <laughs> yeah, my god. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, wild. I mean, uh, yeah, a true, a true believer in the sport and someone who like really knows and been watching it for for I'd say over ten years or mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. would see like these veterans who like who did the time and, and are still out there and risking their 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 reputation careers and and you know and doing it for their family and the mm-hmm. paycheck man this is yep. like guys who are still out there i mean i i really uh i really uh appreciate you know and, and i look i look forward to them winning and even just having good fights you know yeah and not getting hurt yeah me you know, too I, it's, it's heartbreaking when i see fighters get hurt that i know i know i know that's, that's the sport man yeah it's you it's know? crazy um some guys you know it's like tough because you can't tell it's like you can't really tell a fighter when to stop they're like grown men you know what i mean um but i hear you yeah, like when you yeah. see these legends like um dropping fights you know like chuck bj penn it's heartbreaking you know but like you said yeah. if you're a longtime yeah. fan you know what these guys have done you know <clears throat> yeah absolutely absolutely uh so philippe so all right so i got another question um if you could change sure. something in let, let's talk ufc if you could change something in the ufc like what would it be? Would it be like more weight classes? Would you would you allow twelve to six mm. elbows? Like what what would it be? Oh, rules rules wise, uh, it could be anything. Weight uh, classes or oh, rules. Well, I would I would just say higher paydays for everybody, man. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good one. That's my. Uh, I'd say higher paydays. Let's bring back open sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, um, absolutely agree with that. You know, uh, you know, a free market sponsorship like it was years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would, I'm, I'm a, I'm a more of a fan of safety, especially with my background, mm-hmm. um, uh, in healthcare. So right, right. I think that you know when they start changing the rules, that could be more damaging to fighters. Mm-hmm. Then the paydays need to be higher. Absolutely, if you're also I agree. Going to fight longer, yeah. If you're going to be a co-main or a main, you're doing five five minute rounds. Mm-hmm then you should be paid more. I'm going to be, you know, my performance could go, uh, instead of 15 minutes. Now you're talking about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, like a, that's a, a pretty significant percentage increase of my performance. So now we're talking about increasing my, my payload yep. to be, you know, like 50 to 70% more than I'm, what I'm making. Additionally, the pay scale structure of the UFC is catered to more young, hungry fighters who all believe that they're going to be the next Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. So if your payday, imagine I'm a nine to five worker too, as a nurse mm-hmm. and my, my pay is based on showing up to work and performing mm-hmm. and I get paid. But if you're a fighter and you're getting 50% more money to win when winning is not in 
my control. Mm-hmm. Winning is not in control. It's that's that's a fallacy. Winning is not in control of any athlete. Right. You can have a bad day and the judges will score it in a complete opposite direction, mm-hmm. and you you're not in control of winning. The only con- you're in control of as a fighter is performing your best possibly, mm-hmm. but that's it. So what it should be is bonuses should should be something on the side and it mm-hmm. shouldn't be like a 10 and 10 20 and 20 100 and 100 imagine if you're making a hundred thousand dollars to to show and a hundred thousand dollars to win that's crazy it should yeah. be one hundred eighty thousand dollars to show and mm-hmm. 20 grand to win if you want to make incentive money yeah so you know you it's it's a little it's it's very weird how it's structured it's catered to the guy who all believes think they're going to win i'm going to win i'm going to win everyone knows and thinks they're going to win but mm-hmm. the truth is the judges are in control the media is in control yep um the ufc itself every the country you're in there's mm-hmm. so many factors the ju- you know uh of who's going to win the matches mm-hmm. but it really should be based uh the pay scale should be flat c with a with a maybe a 20% bonus of what your money is not 100 not 50% of what you're making another 50%. It's too drastic of a payday. Mm-hmm. Um the way their scale is, but maybe it'll change, you know. You don't yeah. see that in boxing. No, no you don't. No you don't. <laughs> and it's it's crazy, I mean, because like like you said, you're going out there and it's a five round fight. I mean, that's more time, you know, uh, you know, for risk of like injury. You know, and it's like Absolutely. you you get severely yeah. hurt. You could even die. Like, thankfully, it doesn't really happen yeah. as much in in MMA. But yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. I I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so Philippe, um, that would be the thing I change. Sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, another complaint that I have is like the rankings. It's kind of like like I understand it's a business and they're trying to yeah. put put on the biggest fights, but. I mean, I yeah. see a lot of guys getting screwed over. I mean, like based on like rankings, oh. like do they even follow them at all? So that kind of bugs me. No, no, it's it's a separate set of rankings. So the rankings could be actually rankings based on wins and everything, and then you have like the fan rankings, and then you actually have the UFC who they want to cater to, who would be the most marketable fight to make, and who would be the most marketable fighter to hold the title. Mm-hmm. So if you look at guys like Khabib, he's not the most marketable guy. Right. And that's why the, he took such a long road to the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's going to hold that belt for quite some time, I believe. And I, mm-hmm. he's a great fighter and, and an amazing athlete. And his fighting style is not what the UFC might enjoy and the mm-hmm. fans might enjoy, but I love it. The guy, the guy is um, uh, not getting as hurt as a lot of these fighters are like a rock'em sock'em type of striking style he's, mm-hmm. he's a takedown specialist and a grinder and, and you know he had such a long road to the title you know he did so yeah. many, he had like 10 fights before he could get a title shot mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm. get guys who are really good on the mic and sell tickets they get popular they're be the ones yeah so it's a popularity contest mm-hmm. the rankings are kind of out the window um very rarely do you get a combination of of utmost like the highest skill levels mm-hmm. with the marketability yep, yep um adesanya i think is one of those oh guys he's awesome all. yeah he he has it all he's marketable his style is insane yep yeah he really is the, the he really is uh fits the ufc description but and ranking wise the pound for pound like probably the best so yeah like, rarely do you get all that yeah so, 
You know, I'm so excited yeah, uh, him too. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm a big fan. Um, I, I'm so excited for the Ferguson versus uh, Khabib fight. It's like, oh man, oh, I think yeah. I think it was rescheduled like four times. This is like the fifth time, but it's it's such <laughs> yeah. a huge fight. This is like uh, this era's like Fedor versus Krokop for me, anyway. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I can't Great. wait for that one. Who who would you give the edge <laughs> to in that one? If you feel comfortable uh, talking about that. Um. I don't know, man. What would you give? <laughs> I, I would probably, I mean, but what, what do I know? But I probably would give the edge to, um, I like Tony in that fight only because, um, I like Tony stand up. Um, you yeah. know, he's got that 10th planet black belt. He's very crafty on the ground. He's got the wrestling. Yeah. I mean, obviously not as good as wrestling as could be, but I just think yeah. it's a good, it's a good style matchup for, for Tony I, and it's tough for Khabib, but Khabib could still do some, who knows? That guy's a yeah. beast. I, I think uh, I I would lean a little toward more Khabib. If anyone could beat Khabib, it would be Tony because of his own orthodox style. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just think Khabib, he just is a machine. He, yeah. He like he works like in such a process, man. Where mm-hmm. the system he has of takedowns, takedown system into grinding guys, uh, into submission. Or in, into just like pity pat punch them to mm-hmm. death. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't get up. You know, you cannot get up. Yep. Just, he totally he, neutralizes you. By, absolutely, and and he does it very well. And I I know Ferguson style is funky, and he like rolls, and, and he's got he has crazy cardio. Mm-hmm. He's insane. So it's like this guy is fearless, but I think Khabib is gonna just grab a leg. Mm-hmm. Grind him down and just work the system he's been working that climbing system where he just yokes you down, yokes you down constantly yep. and takes you back. You might not submit him. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Khabib will be like a five rounder by decision. Like decision, but uh, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. I like I like um, <laughs> Gaethje versus Khabib too. I I think that's an interesting matchup only because of Gaethje's wrestling and his oh, knockout absolutely. power. So that one's intriguing. Oh, yeah. Gaethje's a really good. He's a really good uh, wrestler, but doesn't really use the wrestling too much. I know that's the crazy <laughs> he likes thing. To throw. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man, he likes to throw. Man. I'll, I'll force to throw with him. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like I like what he's been doing in his last fights. Like he doesn't fight as reckless now. It's like he's being a little more measured, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, he has to, man. He has to. I've seen his earlier fights, even in um, where where the uh, Bellator, uh, and he is. He's he's like a boss to the wall, right? Guy. Yeah, man, you don't have a long career like that. No, you don't. Or a long life like that. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, super reckless. So. His leg kicks were insane too, or are insane. Um Philippe, yeah. I don't want to uh Philippe, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I got a few more questions. Sure. But uh yeah, so yeah. what do you enjoy doing on your spare time? Is there anything that the fans would be surprised by? Oh man, I do I do everything, man. <laughs> That's cool. All I'm, right. I'm enjoying life right now. I'm enjoying life, and I'm always the goal setter and 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 trying to chip away at goals and life and everything. So, mm. uh, I've uh, I went back to school, believe it or not, for my master's degree. I That's recently great. got my uh, nurse practitioner. Yeah. Um, what else, man? I've been uh, I've been at it as far as uh, jujitsu, so I've been t- trying to do a lot more jujitsu. That's wow, um, cool. Like maybe yeah, sport jujitsu matches and 
Um, how about how about that so combat jujitsu? <laughs> any? any? <laughs> No, no, I'm not I don't think I that? could do it, man. Okay, okay. No, no, I don't think. I think it's like it's like you're you're either in or out. Like so, mm. if I if I'm gonna throw something, if I'm gonna slap someone in the face or something, it's like I just gonna punch him. Right, right. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, get it. yeah. I can't do like halfway. Jiu-Jitsu is its own sport as far as like the style of of grappling, like submission grappling. I think has elevated as far as like. Um, like it's popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a ton of killers out there oh, yeah. and, and I have full access to train with them. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like all the guys at Henzo's and, and they're amazing athletes and I get access to, to Danaher. I get access. Oh to, God. The leg lock game. Yeah. So <sighs> yeah, the leg game, you know, I have an appreciation for it and I can't really do those things in an MMA fight. I mean, you can, but it's like, you know, it's like, you really gotta be, you really, <laughs> you really gotta be time it. Perfectly. Yeah, I'd rather the leg the locks, right? Now I, yeah, now I could open up a little more, work a little bot, some bottom attacks, work like some more funky stuff, and just enjoy mm-hmm. myself. If I can, t- if if I have a match in a in a sub only match in grappling, mm-hmm. you know, I could have fun in it. Um, I recently had a match before the new year. I went against um, Bill Algio, who was a, a UFC contender series mm. fighter, who also fought in. Um, uh, Cage Fury, I thought uh, he was a title holder at one point, and we had like a draw. It was a good match, and he's a black belt also. So, you know, that's awesome. It was, uh, it was a good, yeah, we had fun, man. It was ten minutes, and mm-hmm. we had a good back, back and forth battle. No one scored a submission, mm-hmm. but uh, if I continue training and just enjoying myself, I think it's it's a possibility I maybe compete again. In that's a great. Only match, yeah. So I would like to see it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it up. <clears throat> So, uh, any anything else? Do are you into like gaming at all, or uh, you know, uh, fishing? Do you play mm. basketball? <laughs> nah, I would say right now I'm on this like cooking mode. So, oh really? I've been doing, uh, yeah, yeah. I always cook my whole life. Um, now I'm, I'm I just got a, a a smoker, believe it or not. I'm putting it together, and I'm gonna start some briskets and ribs. Mm, um, nice nice i'm into cooking filipino food i got this air fryer that i do a ton of different stuff with so lumpia pretty much like i know i know yeah. i know i know about some lumpia brother <laughs> oh man that is oh delicious. my goodness it's like aliens made delicious. it it's like it's like uh not of this world you know it's just too good to be true oh, man. delicious delicious yeah i love i love i love food that's like me too man for, but filipino food is 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 in my blood too so yeah amazing man, i'm yeah it's amazing yeah so i i definitely cook like at least two two three times a week i do some meal prepping to take with me where i'm going either to the gym or to work or wherever i cook for my girl yep so yeah i'm, I'm like i'm like the the house husband too you know yeah 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 <laughs> i love cooking man so. yeah i hear that man it's therapeutic too you know cooking is an art yeah oh. It's yeah. a, it's an art that you can eat after, you know. For sure, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and, and you know, when information's so abundant, like you could just look up on YouTube a good recipe, and man, and then a little twist on it, and man, this is this is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. you don't even mm-hmm. have that ability years ago, so it's good sure. to take advantage of it. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I got two more questions for you, Philippe. Um, so all right, sure. here, go, here goes a fitness one. Um, in your in your fighting career or just in general, um, do you incorporate more like calisthenics or are you more into like weight training? Like what do you do to stay in shape? Um, you know, recently I got into weight training with the jujitsu and I think that uh studies show that weight 
weight bearing exercises is the most as far is the best for longevity. Mm. So I would I've been doing um some some functional weightlifting. Mm-hmm. So like you know just squat nothing crazy just squat mm-hmm. um till a light burn. I'm not trying to you know break my posture or anything. Yep. Um different uh, deadlifts and and then I mix it up with calisthenics. So uh but throughout my whole fight career i really did a lot more of cardio high intensity interval training that mm-hmm. was like a fight simulation so i would do like 10 degree incline on a treadmill with a 10 mile per hour i'll jump on and off you know anywhere between 20 to 40 seconds on and off on and off on and off mm-hmm. um i do those like between those and burpees and mixing those up, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. those would get my lungs on fire and in shape and like pretty much ready ready for a fight. Yeah, I don't really do those much anymore. I'm not trying to like blow my lungs out. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. And and also, I'm familiar also studies, with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, studies show that's actually not too healthy when you're hitting uh, competitive level, uh, uh, le- competitive level training where your heart rate is is re- reaching like that maximum level mm-hmm. it's actually not that healthy for you you're producing too much lactic acid mm. um and 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 the the lactic acid circulating in your blood on the long term could have inflammatory effects on mm. your vessels and your heart and wow. it could lead to you know people don't know but if studies there were studies on olympians and olympic level athletes do not live as long as the average person who just works out just enough yeah they're so redlining they, too much yeah. right yeah man you gotta just you know so I, i've definitely redlined way too much in my life you know i don't think i unless i'm like gonna turn it back up and come out of retirement mm-hmm. there's no need to go on the treadmill and, and blow my lungs out again mm-hmm. it's more of like a steady state you know um of of 70 percent you would say yeah yes yeah. well the 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 Studies show that I think you have to be able to have a light conversation. If you want to run, they should have like a light conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's if you could have a conversation, that's good. And okay. maybe a couple of sprints, not sustaining like 30 minutes. I used to do also 30 minutes uh, on the treadmill and it would be like this increasing. Um, I think they had that years ago on the Ultimate Fighter where. Uh, that you do five minutes at five miles per hour, six miles per hour, and each of these keep going up until you're going five minutes at ten miles per hour, mm. and you're just like, <laughs> you're, like it's just like level ten nonstop. Jeez. So, yeah, it's it's not too healthy to do that if you're looking for long term health and to live longer, a longer, healthier life. Mm. So just enough exercise. It, it's a bell curve, like you know what I mean. Like the beginning of the curve, you're you don't exercise at all. You're also gonna <laughs> You're going to probably die early. Yeah. But if you exercise too much, like you're exercising like a maniac, you yep. might also die early. Jeez, you got to yeah. get the sweet spot. That balance. The sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Man. Damned if you do. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Philippe, with your experience in, in uh, different uh, forms of like martial arts, uh, the, the last question for the people listening: um, What do you think is, and this is a tough one, but what do you think is the single best martial art if you only if you could only be proficient at one, like for like self defense? Hmm. Oh man, if if it's for self defense, it would have to be. Uh, it would have to be. I would say boxing. Okay. Professional boxing. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, 
professional boxing, um, it's debatable between that or wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I love jujitsu and it's really shaped my life. And that's what I've been really curtailing my training now, but it's not really as practical, uh, in a, in a street self-defense situation because you're never going to have a one-on-one type of thing. And you mm-hmm. really don't want to grapple with someone. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just punch him in the, in in the liver or kick him in the yeah, liver. Get it over with you quick. Know, watch. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be more of a striking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestling is always a good thing because you always could pick someone up and throw them pretty easily. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you might not want to get your hands on them. You That's know? true too. Yeah, as you're soon right. As you get yeah, you get your hands on them. They might just bite you. you know? Bite you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Stab you yeah, with something. There's so many, <laughs> yeah, there's so many factors in the street, man. It's you know, and then the, or, and then you grab one of them, and they have like you know five friends. You know, like, that's, that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be trying to pull arm bars or triangles when you know no. you got like three people oh, around man, kicking you in the head. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, good. That's definitely not not good. Not good. No, no. So. <laughs> but uh, Philippe, uh, I want to thank you yeah. so much for your time. I'm really appreciative of it, and uh, that that'll wrap up the interview. So uh, once again, thank you so much, and uh, I'll send you the link once it's edited. And um, that's it. That's all sure. I got. Thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and best of luck with the with the new year. Thank you so much. You too, <laughs> Philippe. Take care. Okay. Take care. You take care.